Good morning and good afternoon, depending on wherever you at the time of recording. This is episode 122 of the Restricted Zone podcast. And right now, you were the three man crew today for now. Uh, Kyrie, introduce yourself to the, to the fans out there, man, to support us. What's going on, man? What's going on, Restricted Zone? Let's get to it, man. We uh, got a good episode going on for y'all. Let's get to it. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Great episode for you guys. Kendrick, introduce yourself to the people, man. Listen, as you already know who it is, it's the smartest man on the podcast, as I always say. Look, I got a little, I got a, a little sidebar before we really get into things, you know. Feel, feel, feel free to wish me happy birthday on Saturday. Feel free, feel free. I'm not saying you have to, but feel free to do so. I'm turning 24. I'm getting old. Kobe and yeah, let's have a good wow. show. That's what's up, bro. Damn, man. Definitely happy. Happy birthday in advance, so I'll definitely make sure to wish you it on the Happy show. birthday. Of course. Happy birthday in advance. Obviously, guys, definitely go and come and wish our co-hosts of the show a happy birthday, man. Seriously, this guy's such an important part of the show, and we are greatly very appreciative of what he does for this podcast, and we don't take it for granted. So, Kendrick, thank you, man. You've been a blessing to the show. Definitely. So, um, that's for everyone else on the show as well. All right, so with that being said, we're going to go straight into basketball. And, man, it's a lot to talk about. Not a lot, but a good amount to talk about. And I'm going to leave it to Kyrie to go ahead and mediate for us. Yeah, it was just a, uh, a little topic I had on my mind um, for a while since the NBA draft had wrapped up and we seen, like, the summer league and stuff going on. And it was a topic I seen thrown around with, other, like, a lot of other guys and a lot of other podcasts. So I figured we bring it here today and talk about it. And that's whether or not you guys see college hoops as being dead or sometime down the line, college hoops becoming dead. And what I mean by that is if you take a look at this past NBA draft, 2023 NBA draft, where Victor Wimiano went number one um, from France, from the French League over, uh, overseas, and uh, out of the other top five picks, four more people came from non-colleges, didn't come from a college. So you have Scoot Henderson that went third overall and came out of G League Ignite. And then you have the Thompson bros, a man in Osar, who came out of OTE, overtime elite. And then the lone player from college this season, the go top five was Brandon Miller out of Alabama. So given that and given from what I've seen of what the 2024 class is looking like, it's a bunch of guys coming from overseas, a bunch of guys coming from uh, a couple of guys coming from uh, the G League Ignite. So I just wanted to put that question out there to you guys. Do you guys see college basketball as, as far as being dead, like uh, like being becoming obsolete sometime um, during the course of these next couple of years? Do you see talent and, and younger uh, young players come start to come from other uh, grassroots and other like origins, or do you guys think college hoops is safe? And with the NIL deal, with players being able to make money off their name, images, and likenesses now, that college basketball is still in a safe place despite this uh, competition coming from other places. I'm going to throw it to you, Kendrick, first. Solid, solid. I think college basketball, one, is not going to go nowhere because, I mean, even outside of, like, you know, potentially going to the league, some of these kids who commit and go to school don't always want to go to the league, but they enjoy college basketball. They enjoy doing these things. Some people say four years to get their degree. and still It's still school at the end of the day, and people are still going to do it because they understand that there's more to life than bas- than your basketball career because right. – that's only so far. But even right. though, even even if you're a short-term college player to going to the league right away, like Brandon Miller and so many we've seen before, like Kyrie Irving, I can go on and on and on. 
Um, but my thing is, yeah, I would I would say college basketball would have became obsolete if they never created NIL deals. And solely based because it's like a lot of times they like if you like ever talk to any college athletes and ask them they schedule and ask them what they workout regimen is and the and dealing with classes and all of that, that is a heavy load to put on somebody because it feels like you working two jobs and you not getting paid nothing. You yep. feel and, me? Like and, imagine and not and not to cut you off, but it, you start to feel some type of way when you see your jersey getting sold with your name on the back and with your number and you you not getting a piece of the pie, feel me? You like, well, what's going on? I got a Devontae Smith shirt on right now. And they, he got money because I brought this. I'm okay with that. And I feel like that was the biggest issue because it was like, how can we do this but make it legal? Because it, everyone knows that it was happening behind the scenes. Everyone knows. Like, we we made, we made everyone else play. The, we put on a facade like, oh, no, we don't know this is happening. What? How could that happen? We all know that was happening. We all know that this was going on. But... To say college wrestling become obsolete is such a far stretch because you got to realize that there's still some high profile coaches that you can go under and learn from and still improve your game and take it to the next level. That's one thing. You still got the coaches you should think about. I understand that going to the G League or going overseas, you can play. I get that, but sometimes he co- like you won't get a you won't get a coach K going overseas. Like you feel me? Like you you gonna get some of these coaches now? Like it's just it's just not the same. And then now that with NIL deals being involved and like they're even create now Congress is getting involved. They're creating a bill where like it's like more solidifying a a, a nationwide um, forum for NIL deals where like people are the kids are able to get money now off their name, image, and likeness. Like. Even in California, they're looking at giving the kids salaries up to twenty five thousand dollars. Mm-hmm. I understand that. I understand that's chump change compared to a professional contractor compared to this and that. But I mean, I at the, but at the end of the day, you're they're eighteen. They're eighteen years old. They're eighteen, nineteen years old. Let's. I, this is. I feel like it should have always been in, in part implemented because this helps them. So it helps them further than just basketball. First of all, it helps them financially, especially if they're especially if they're in um trouble or coming not coming from a great home. And also it teaches them to um manage their money and be financially smart with their money in the future, starting them off small instead of throwing them into the fire and them getting a 10, 20, 10, 15, 20 million dollar contract right off the bat. And then they blow their money. Like we've seen stories. Like we, you ever had like you? If you heard Shaq, Shaq blew his money off his first big check. He said, "I blew that." Like people blow money. It's 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 way easier to blow money than to save money. But if they get that foundation started at a young age, even maybe even before college, but even if they don't got that ability until they get to college, them getting that money helps them in the long run and will also help with recruiting, with um help with. Play uh, getting kids to be like, actually, you know what? I'll go to college for that one year because still at the end of the day, they still have to play one year, whether you do it at the G League Ignite or um, with G League Ignite or Overtime Elite, or if you go to college, you could still that's one year, and that's also subject to if you perform well in that one year because like you can go to the um, G, G League, you can go to G League Ignite or Showtime Elite, and then you have a bad year, then you're right back there the next year trying to um bring yourself back 
and uh, put yourself in a better opportunity to get drafted at a hot at a at um in the top five, top ten, or be in the lottery. So I feel like there's a lot more that goes into it, especially when you get money involved and everything. Got you. I really like the points that you made, Kendrick. I agree with a lot of them, and we we share a lot of the same viewpoints as far as what you're getting at the value of college itself outside of basketball, and when inevitably basketball becomes an option, whether it's before you even touch the NBA and you hurt yourself or after the NBA and maybe you weren't the best with your money or and you, you weren't the best with your earnings, you didn't invest properly and you need something else to fall back on to, because that, that, by that point you're, you're in your late thirties, early forties, if, if you're lucky and life still got, life still goes, life still goes on and you still got expenses. You still got stuff you got to take care of. So I really like the points you made to that, but there is something I kind of want to touch on and maybe, maybe push back on a little, whereas I want to, I want to pose this question to, uh, to Colin and he can, and you can give your uh, explanation or your side after the fact. But um, what do you got? Like, what do you think when it comes down to, this has been my problem. A lot of these guys, one, I see, I got the point you're making, Kendrick, but a lot of you guys are making way more than $25,000 a year. Like, let's keep it a mean, like way more. And I feel like, when it comes down to like to recruiting and stuff like that and where guys are actually landing and signing their letters of intent to, it's really come down to just chasing the money and the chase of, and chasing the bigger NIL opportunity. And I'm and I'm not against that. Like at the end of the day, get your money, set your people like set your people up, set yourself up. Like like, like I said, basketball is not forever. But at the same time, when I see a lot of these guys committing somewhere, then decommitting a couple months later to go somewhere else or a lot of these guys going to school for a year and Colin and your boy Sky Clark they left uh what Illinois after like 12 games or something like that now he's committed to Louisville like just out of nowhere really wow there's a lot of like just a lot of like the flip flopping and just a lot of like I feel like is in a certain aspect it's taken away from a lot of the authenticity and a lot of like the the realness of like college basketball in a sense from what I grew up watching and guys saying like, like guys being loyal to their squads and guys coming in with the recruiting class. And if it's like an older team, like they stay, like they stay with that recruiting, like recruiting class. And it's just like, I don't really see that no more. I see guys kind of just doing this, like to play for themselves. And, and at the same time, you can't really blame them. So I want to give that, I want to, I want to put that question to you, Colin. Do you think like the NIL money that's been introduced in these past couple of years, having an effect, uh, such an effect that we've seen on recruiting and where guys go and where guys play. Um, um, kind of takes away from the authenticity and kind of takes away from the, like, the like the joy, kind of, in, in, in college basketball. Man, that's a great question. Uh, I definitely want to uh, reference John Calipari, my favorite college basketball team, you know, go Kentucky Wildcat. Yeah, shout out to that. Uh, definitely. When he made a, a, a comment, a post-game comment, he said, College basketball at this point, when in terms of recruiting, it's not even just recruiting high school students. You got to re-recruit the guys on your team. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Not not only do you have to re-recruit the guys on your team, you have to recruit is not even. He said at this point, recruiting you don't even really know when you're done until August, when rosters should really be done by June, no mm-hmm. later than early July, if we're really being technical. So the fact right. that you still had to recruit even to the August to like it's just wild. The NIL is definitely changing. Guys are looking at things like I can tell you for my favorite team program, we lost two big time chance recruits because 
Coach Cal just wasn't willing to bend to the NIL rules to a certain extent, uh, you know, because it was just like, yo, are these guys, are you guys coming to play for the team or are you just playing for money? Right. Like, what's the real goal? And I get the money aspect, right? The guys, like you said, the guys got to get their money. You can't blame them, right? It's, they're working hard for this, but it, it, it kind of takes away the, like you said, the genuine and the, you know, it just takes away from the realness of the game, you know? Um, it kind of feels like, is this really college basketball anymore? It kind of feels like the transition into the NBA, like more professional business guys as like agents now and long they uh, part of the NCAA. Uh, it's like, it's just so much going on, man. It's really turned into like a, like a professional league, if you ask me. And, and not to cut you off, Kyle, you can go right back into it after I say this, but with the new transfer rule where you don't have to sit out a year anymore um, after you transfer from one school to another, guys, like, I feel like I kind of take advantage of that, too, to where if, if you feel like it's like the school you committed to originally is not paying you as much, and you, you, can just, you, you can just pack your bags and go wherever you want and not have to worry about sitting a mission a year or anything like that and just hop right in the stride. And I can't remember who – I kind of feel like it was John Kyle Perry, but I can't remember which coach in general said it. But, in, in like, essentially, like, the uh, like the transfer portals become free agency. Oh, man. I mean, listen, that's the great thing you brought there. This one particular player, he made some waves because he just did Alabama very dirty. Uh, Javon Quinley, Jelly fan. Uh, mm. That guy, the former five-star recruit that went on Instagram on the D, uh, he typed out on the message, man, I should have had, what did he say? He said, I made the wrong choice. I shouldn't have come here or something like that. Like, literally. Wow. Uh, at, like, after a game, which is completely wild. End up transferring to, where did he transfer? I think he went, yeah, he just went to Alabama. Then he, yeah, then no, he, he to Alabama. left Alabama. No, no, he left Villanova to transfer to Alabama. And so far, he he, he done well with Alabama. To be honest with yeah, you, uh, he's, transferring, he's transferring again, though. I can't, I yeah. think he's going to Memphis. He's going to he, Memphis. He, so he literally just did Alabama, you know, you know, to reference Jeff Goodman. It's completely ridiculous that guys are even still able to this late into like team. You see what I'm saying? Teams should already be settled in by this. Now the coach got to like, I think he has about maybe two, maybe one, one more point girl. I, I don't know. He might not be technically screwed, but I believe they do have two point guards, Jaden Bradley. I believe they had to pick up another recruit. So it's like, you know, it, it's just it's just crazy because now you change the game and the game plan and the team, you know, everything. So because you're doing this real late into the summertime. So, yeah, I mean, the NIL definitely is shaped the way college basketball. It, I mean, we can't even look at it. It's turning to like a professional league. Seriously. Gotcha. It's almost like, yeah, it really has. So with that, so with you saying that, where do you stand on as far as college basketball's longevity and what we can expect for for uh, in the future with these other uh, these other leagues and these other um, places that are producing players are are on the rise? What do you think? Well, I mean, I think I, which league was it? Was it the OTE which allowed guys to even still be able to commit to a college even after mm-hmm. this? You hit the nail. That was that was the point I was going to make. They definitely do. I was like, man, that's such a game changer right there. Because this is like, okay, if I don't lose my college, you know, and I could still be able to commit to a college and play, it's like, that's such an advantage to maybe. Now, I'm not saying the NCAA will go away. I generally don't think it will ever go away. I think it will continue to get its superstars. And if it does transition back into the three-year player, guys, hey, I think a lot of people would like that even better because that's what a lot of people have been complaining about. Too many guys are just – 
you know, too too many new faces. They never stick around. They got to know a team. Well, I guess the usual elite programs, honestly. But um, yeah, uh, I feel like I think the NCAA is here for the stay. Like Kendrick had pointed out, uh, them accepting the NIL was such a game changer. Because I really felt like when and, and listen, you guys are gonna think I'm crazy, but I'm gonna really say this: Levar Ball kind of pushed the whole. There's a different route. Like there's other players that's done it before. But LeVar Ball, like, you know, with the big baller brand, it was a, it was really, I want to say it was a failure, but it, it wasn't as successful, right? But right. the initial idea and what is done, just, just to mm-hmm. make it, to have people think, like, yo, the NCAA isn't paying some, our kids. Some, some could argue that OTE took their kind of, like, their, their frame or their structure from him. Right, yeah. No, honestly. And people, like, listen, uh, you know, LeVar Ball, we're going to make jokes about him for the ridiculous statements he's made. You know, I don't even want to get started on that. But, listen, the guy really is kind of a way uh, innovative, you know, somewhat of a genius, if you want to say genius. So, hey, if you want to debate that, that's fine. Uh, I think his idea with doing that with LaMelo Ball kind of... Because remember, he went the orthodox route with Lonzo, right? He told, all right, Lonzo, do your thing. Go to UCLA. Lonzo did pretty good. But then, you know, LaMelo, he like, hey, hey, you're not going to no college. You're going to mm-hmm. go overseas. Great point. Right? And it turned out even better. Because I felt like if LaMelo had went to the college, I don't think he would have done as well, in my opinion. The college game... Lamelo is a free will type of guy. I think he would have. I think he would have been put in a box. I agree with you. Right, he's a free will. You have to let him be him. You can't restrict yeah. him in any. Or I feel like a coach, depending on what college you would have went to, but I really feel like going overseas was really the best thing that was that was good for Lamelo. So I feel right. like Levar Ball with his thing, he's definitely introduced a whole new concept to like, hey, the NCAA is not the one and end all for your kid to be able to go play professionally in the league. You know, if your kid is talented enough, if he really has the skills, if he really has all the intangibles and whatever great qualities that make him a potential NBA player, you will get noticed. You know, it pretty much has been the case. I mean, look, look at the draft. You pointed out before we even started recording, this draft only had one college player selected in the top five. All of them were from different programs. International as well. So, listen, the game is, the NCAA, I will say, doesn't have a complete chokehold as it once did when it was formally introduced to Wonder Dumb. Because that was what led the NCAA to kind of have its, you know, stronghold on, you know, pretty much, you know, the younger high school recruits and such as that. And now right. it's definitely weakened to the point where now programs could actually, you know, they're making a name for themselves. They can stand somewhat toe-to-toe with the NCAA. I think OTE definitely up there. The G League of Night is definitely one of those. Um, I think it's definitely been getting nice guys. You know, recruits, prospects. So, yeah, definitely on the rise. But I don't think they see the blame. That was a great analysis, Colin. I agree with a lot of what you said, too. You made some great points, especially with the LeVar Ball thing. I honestly forgot all about that because it lasted one season. But that was like that. Like I said, a lot of people could say or a lot may say, like, OTG got their structure and what they do in their organization from – seeing what he tried to do or what his, his vision was from that one season. I think it's called like the JBL or something like that. I can't remember. Yeah, yeah, but was, um, you made a great point, and I want to bounce it on to Kendrick real quick. Uh, to um, Like before I go, uh, go ahead and give you guys my opinion, Colin mentioned that OTE does allow players to still get recruited by colleges and still go to colleges. I mean, you've seen it with Rob, you, you got Rob Dillingham. 
Rob Trey Dillian. Trey Parker, class of 2024, going to NC State. Come on, so, um, I just wanted to get your guys, uh, I just wanted to get your opinion, Kendrick, on how much of an impact do you think OTE allowing guys to get recruited by college and still, still take that college route helps in, in uh, maintaining that structure at NCAA uh, and, and keeping college basketball alive? How much of an impact do you think they have? I think they play a very huge impact just because not even only keeping a college basketball alive. And I feel like, I feel like, and they're not even really trying to do it more so for the NCAA, but they're doing it more so for the kids because they are being like, let's not, let's not keep this, this kid in a chokehold because Mm -hmm. we want him here or we want to do this. Uh, I feel like we like they, them doing that shows that we are willing to be versatile. We're willing to be whatever is best for the kids. And I feel like that's what people are ignoring because yes, you want to see for the entertainment value as Colin brought up about, Oh, people are being upset that there's so many new faces, but at the end of the day, at the end of the day, give me one second. At the end of the day, Sorry, my dog's wilding right now. Um, but at the, end of the, at the end, at the end of the day, it's all about the kids, and it's all about what is best for them and most beneficial for them to get to that next level to to succeed. And it's and it's like, why are we restricting them because of X, Y, and Z things when we should be giving them more? Being, okay, you want to stay here for a year. We're going to give you the best opportunity because you are at that talent level to only need to be here for a year and just to get to go where you're going. Because everyone has goals. Everyone has wants to strive to something. And um, they have the ability to. They have the talent. So if you them going to OTE is what, show, what gives them the best opportunity and talent to uh, win and succeed in life, they should offer that no matter what it is. And... Stopping that is ridiculous in my eyes, and what OT is doing is actually great just for the kids alone. I'm not even worried about the NCAA because I really don't care about, oh, what, what's beneficial for the NCAA because the NCAA is, benefit, is only benefits because of the kids. That's it. Yeah, let your dog speak. He wants to speak. Let him speak. That's what I'm saying, bro. Let him speak. Let okay, him I'm gonna grab her. I'm gonna grab her once she stops chewing on my pants. He has a good, she, she has a great analysis building up with him. She wants to release, but I'm gonna keep it. Wow. Since <laughs> <laughs> you want to see so bad, right, you, you guys got it. You guys got to check out the episode. You guys get a special treat. Special treat for but, I'm gonna keep it moving, fellas. Um, I'm gonna go. Great analysis by both of y'all. I really, I really like the points that you guys gave out, and I really like the just the in-depth analysis that you guys gave because you guys brought in some more perspectives that I wasn't even thinking of at first. But I want to give you guys my perspectives on what I think. And for the most part, I do, I, I do kind of teeter, like kind of teeter totter in the middle. Um, I see both sides like damn near equally. Like I can see why, like. Many may think it's asinine to uh to believe or see like college basketball being dead or college basketball losing its popularity um at some point or like sometime down the line. But at the same time, I also can see why many may think that 
this like the competition that the NCAA has now might be too much for them. And I'm gonna start off with that because I'm a I'm a harp on what I always harp on and what I always mention when it comes to the G League Ignite. It's the fact that they're playing against pros from day one, and they're expected to hold it like to like to act like professionals and to hold it like in their standards that like put on to them to be like professionals. And just, like in for the most part, like the guys that we've seen come out of there, we've seen like play really well in the NBA and adjust a little bit quicker to the NBA. Um, some might say like a guy like Jonathan Kamiga, not so much, but we we got to remember he's playing in a really complex system with the Warriors, and mm-hmm. it's, 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 it's if you're not like a clear cut type of player for them, it's going to take you a while to adjust to them. But when you look at guys like Jalen Green, who again you can you can throw your criticisms at uh, whatever at him. He's been playing really well. He's been he's been a double. He's been an almost twenty point per game scorer his first two seasons. And um, when you also look at, I, I'm, I'm gonna throw a um, under the radar guy out there, Dominic Barlow, who earned himself a, a, a contract with the San Antonio Spurs last season. Um, to him towards the end of last season, he showed to like have a lot of good instincts and really adapt well to the NBA game and to the speed, and was dominant in, in summer league this season. So that's someone else I'm excited to look forward to. But mm-hmm. When you think like when you when you look at this and when you see this, I look at it from this standpoint as I can see G League Ignite being a big reason or a big problem why college basketball at some point down the line has a problem with uh, maintaining talent or, or keeping their talent pool. Don't they have a potential number? He's like a top three pick. What's his name? Mastas. Matazuzelic, yeah. Yeah, not too sure. He is ridiculously talented. If, ridiculous. if, if you watched, he had a podcast with JJ Reddick, and it was just like I don't know if it was just the vibe that I got from it, but when JJ Reddick brought up college to him, it wasn't even really an option. It was kind of like yo, know, when I like, like I got the opportunity, like the NG League United wanted me to come play with them and come develop there. College is cool. I'm cool off that. Of course, just like everybody else, he gave out what colleges uh, he would have went to or he, he was considering. But the demeanor he was giving me was like, yo, I, I, nah, as soon as he I never college, really considered college. Exactly, exactly. Right. So when I'm and I'm when I'm getting into that is Matas, what I think was like number one in his high school class or number two or something like. He was he, number two or three. High school class. Same thing with Jalen Green. Same thing with Scoot last year. Um. It's like, they keep having top three picks. Like it's crazy. Exactly. You you you're taking a top three to five like you're taking a couple of the top three to five recruits every single year, and that that's like college basketball is missing out on it. I feel like like imagine if Julie Knight was around back then. Imagine if we never got a chance to see Zion play at Duke. Imagine we never got a chance to see Kay Cunningham play at Oklahoma uh, Oklahoma State or whatever. We never got to see. Anthony Edwards at Georgia, like these, we're talking about guys that were like top high school recruits, and G League and Knight had just seemed so good at being able to convince these guys to come play with them and come develop with them. So I think, given that, and given with OTE, where we're seeing guys go and play there, it's, it's like early as like this sophomore, junior years of high school, and they're kind of like. I kind of can see like them being groomed into that, like being a pro already. Because at that point, basketball is your life. They have tutoring and stuff often, like like outside of like basketball or whatever. But at that point, it, it, to me, it's like basketball is your life. You can't really like pro at that point. So I think once these guys start seeing that OTE G League night, 
And even though, like, not a lot of people are considering it at this point, but even going overseas kind of gives you such an edge physically and mentally and helps you, like, like with your basketball knowledge and certain aspects that college doesn't really help you with because, uh, and I'm going to get to that in a second, I can definitely see the talent pool that we see in the, in, like, in the NCAA start to dwindle and dwindle and dwindle, like, as years go by because usually United is still going gonna to keep getting those top talents. OTE is going to keep getting those top high schools when they're in 10th, 11th grade and getting them to come play with them and just develop with them. And, and I'm not saying, like, I'm saying, like we said before, they still have to, like, the OTE starts high. early, too. Yeah, that's the, that's the smart part. Exactly. So you got, you got somebody from 16, 17, like they can do over, like, overseas in Spain and stuff like that. Like, that's you can crazy. start playing pro ball. That's you can start playing pro at, like, 16, 17. That's like, a game changer. Exactly. Keeping me sleep one day. So... I think, like, given these routes that you can take, like, you, you can take to the NBA now, I could definitely see college basketball not losing its popularity so much, but just losing that talent level that we're used to seeing. We're used to seeing them get the number one high school recruit every single year. We're used to seeing them. We back. I'm thinking back to, like, when I was in high school, bro, like, you never had to think about – you rarely had to think about a top high school player, like, not going to college or not, like, taking – like – Doing something but going to college, the ain't like the, the question always was what college are they going to? Where are they committed to? And we always like for Ben Simmons, guys like Ben Simmons, like I mentioned earlier, Zion, Ant Edwards, when they were really big and coming out of high school, the only thing we was worried about is like, yo, when's that ESPN uh uh presser coming up and showing what hat they pick up soon? So like now when you're thinking like number one players, yes, you're thinking yeah, like, yeah. like even like I'm I was of another name that's coming up in I think 2025 or 26, Cooper Flag. When you bring up him, bro. Cooper, so Cooper Flag is unreal. But listen, he's not real. We don't. We don't. We're not he's focused not on what college he's going to no more. We're focused on what route he's going to take in general, whether he goes OTE, G League Ignite. I don't even or, think or he overseas. needs college. I really don't. I don't. I think college is a joke at this point. I think college is going to put him in a box, too. Kind of like you talking with LaMelo. Right. I think I college think is going to put him in a box. And he's, but, he's like, don't. What do you got to say, Kendrick? You See, but my thing is, one, first, first of all, one, that man is a pure hooper. Hooper. He don't, hooper. it don't matter. He's a pure hooper. But, Damn. no, my thing is, my thing is. I don't watch this game, guys. See, but my thing is, I, I'm, I'm, I'm actually now like hearing y'all talk, and like it's making me realize that why are we trying to say it's bad that people aren't going to maybe college? Said that was because that was the thing. But this actually hearing it now, like hearing y'all thoughts about it, it actually, this actually makes it better overall for like everybody because one, it gives different avenues. For players to be able to succeed. So I feel like we shouldn't just be like, oh no, college is gonna be this. No, college is still gonna be college, but now the fact that they have more opportunities and avenues to go, it 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 actually opens up the board to not only the top players, but even more players that are maybe that don't even crack. Like, let's see, because like, okay, you get like what the top 20 players. Let's say none of the top 20 players go to a school, right? Boom, they go they, they go G League, they go overseas, they go OTE. Fine. Mm-hmm. Okay, they do that. 
They do whatever. But then you got those rest of the top 100. You got the 30 through 100 who don't do that and go to school and then get the opportunity to ball out. And then now they're getting looked at as like, yeah. man, we should really look at them as a top five recruit now because yeah. they are hooping because that is the thing. So really, in honesty, it's a blessing in disguise for people who aren't that highly recruited or mm. or not or not even the top or not in the top 20, top 10, top five. Because this allows them to make their way because it's like, oh, they're over there, but I'm over here doing this and running this league. So I'm mm-hmm. out here being a number one. I'm being I'm being number one here. And like I get like you understand that colleges will um put you in the um will put you in uh will put you in a box. But let's be honest, I feel like mo- if you really look at it. Colleges don't really put people in a box unless it's a highly touted person. Like if you go to Kentucky, you're getting put in a box. If you no, go to, but no, no, listen, it's, that's only because certain schools like that, like Kentucky mm-hmm. and like Duke, stop, they have so many five mm-hmm. stars that's coming there. You have to put stop them in the box. Yeah, you stop, have stop, to. Stop, come on, come on, come on. You do that, if Tyrese Maxey would have been the only five-star recruit y'all had at Kentucky at that point, bro, there was no Emmanuel Quickly, there was no Ashton Hagen or whatever there, like, to share the ball with. Like, 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 we went crazy. Hold on. Okay, bro, he, but he learned to develop other aspects of his game. No, that that's, that's true. We're not, we're not, we're not, but we're not saying. That's still succeeding in the league. We're not, we're not saying, we're not saying. We're not saying. He's a bucket. That's what he's supposed to do. That's what he's out there for. He's a bucket. Listen, we not, we not, we not knocking. No, we not trying it. it all comes to, but if you, but like, just, no, I'm going to give you, no, even prime example. Look at the two, the two recent top picks from, what was it? Well, when when did Ang get drafted? A couple years ago, right? Was it two years ago? Yeah, 2020. 2020. And then you look at Brandon Miller this year going second and Ant went first. Look at the schools they went to. They went one. He went, Ant went to Georgia and, and then Alabama. Miller went to Alabama. They were, Alabama's they were, a great school, though. It is because Colin Sexton all came out out of there as well. But let's be realistic. You look at that school, and there's there's like a system, but it's not really truly a system because if a five-star recruit go to a school like that, they're going to go hoop, and they're going to build that system around that one year, around him, around that player, because he's their best player on that team. Oh, that's true. You go to Kentucky, you got – But you look at the so what are you trying to insinuate? That the, the Colin, we're not just guard. coming at Kentucky, bro. We said other schools have, have had that problem over the years. I too. know, but 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 bless bless like, look at the players that's come out the program and how they're all thriving and mostly both I'm of them. I'm not I'm not saying I'm not saying they're not thriving. I'm not saying that they don't deserve their flowers. Everyone who come there, everyone who anybody who can commit and go to Kentucky and hoop there and come out of there. They deserve it. They're hoopers. Right. There's they're like so many of them. You can make an all-star team, literally. Yeah, like... we, we can. We can we can sit here and do that. But my thing is there is oh. a system in place at those top at those top level schools. How can you have how you so let me all right, Colin, I'm gonna ask you this. I'm gonna ask you this. Be be, be realistic. If you okay. got a team, right? You got yes. a team, you're a college coach, you got a team. You yes. out of out of the 15, 12 to 15 players on that team, mm. five Four, three, three to four of them are five stars, okay. and then 
and then um, you got like four or five other people that are four stars recruits, right? Wow. How are you going to maintain or even have a system or even have a logical game in creating a system so everyone can be there and be able to perform? Because you can eat like because it's just impossible wow. to be like, oh, go do whatever you want. You tell you telling someone who's a five star recruit who came from their high school, oh, you are the man, and you and you gonna tell him, well, you're the man, but he's also the man. He's well, also the man. Well, he's also man. the man. He's also the man. Can't and do, you man, not I have would, a system. Then I, I will tell you the answer will be to watch us this upcoming season, and then you'll have your answer. What do you mean? I, you don't. We, I don't really. Because I don't really have. I don't really have. But it's like I don't really. So I would say it, it's the coach's ability. I mean, you, you got to be in it, like, Mike, Coach K, remember, he was against the one of them rule, freshmen and stuff like that, until he saw Coach Cal getting number one class, number one class, number one class. And he was getting the number one recruit with the number one class. And he was just like, all right, wait, hold on a second. All right, this guy's been, like, really, all right, so let's just, all right, let's just adopt this one and done rule. Then they pick up, who Jabari Parker. Then it was Jaleel Okafor. And it was Jason Tatum and Harry Giles. They had a number one class. That was probably Brandon the Ingram. Class. Brandon Ingram. Then they uh, picked up who? Uh, yo, they picked Zion, R.J. Barrett, and um, uh, yeah, Cam Reddish. Cam Reddish. Yo, but you, but yo, if you even, but have, even looking at Duke, they, even they have monsters like class. But coach, but this, but this is gonna this is gonna be my pushback though, y'all. This is gonna be my pushback. Right. When you look at it from this perspective. A lot of these guys that we're talking about, these high caliber players, these guys that even like now in, in this in this time point, that's like got like teams like OTE and G League Ignite are going to be prime for them too. They're going to be a competition for them too. Don't you think coaches are going to be or would be a little more selfish towards themselves now in this in this aspect? Where and I'm not saying uh, it's a bad, but they look at it this way. You're going to be here for one year regardless. I'm not building my whole program, like, just for you, and you're not going to be, you, you're not going to be here next year. And the guys I, I, I had come in with you, like, to play with you, most likely you aren't going to be here next year. I'm doing what's best for us. That's going to be able to get me, like, that's going to get me another year. That's going to get me, uh, um, like, into the tournament this year. I'm, like, I just feel like coaches are going to be are coaching on a season to season basis and aren't really planning long term no more because they know guys mm. like once you like like once you once like like once okay. you, you got people with the coach you think the coach is not playing you enough all right I'm transferring okay. and I'm going to be able to play next year see you gotcha like I, hey I can test the borders or whatever come back and I can transfer see you that's crazy that's, 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 that, college basketball becomes so broken it's actually pretty ridiculous that. But see, that's 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 even that's even more towards the point. Like, you, yes, you, they play season by season because you brought up a great point. They do play. If, you, if if I'm a college coach, I'm not. I'm building a system off the base of my recruiting class and who I get. Because look at it at the end of the day, how can you continue to get high caliber high caliber recruits? One nowadays, you get some solid nil deals in in Bob. That's one of them. Two, if there's a if there's a steady success of oh well you come to my program you who do your thing we go we make it to the tournament you ball out whether we whether we make it to the elite eight final four we win it or whatever but if you ball out in that amount of time you can go in a uh, you can go in the lottery you can go top five and then that shows and then other kids see that as well and they can use that well you saw what i did we made it to the elite eight i had 
two people go in the lottery, one person go top, like go top three, and then they're like, what, whatever he's doing, they're they're liking that work that the NBA is liking what they're doing that established players. So that's why, okay, I'm a commit there. Like, oh, I'm a commit, I'm a commit to Penn State because he had two players go top ten and then another player go like twenty. That's three, that's three, that's three players in the first round. And that's all potential where I could be in that driver's seat because I am at that elite level. I'm a five-star talent and I get to have my show along with say a couple other people and they, we all hoop and then boom, we in the same exact situation whether they go as far it doesn't matter they're worried about their draft stock and if i'm a coach that can get your draft stock to the highest caliber come 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 play for me one year i don't care because i feel like as a college coach you got to elevate yourself and the kids around you to get them in the best possible place to succeed along with allowing them to Along with allowing to boost not only your school but yourself, because then okay, the school is going to look and be like, man, we've been making the Elite Eight, Final Four, we've been making the NC tournament every single year. We didn't won, we didn't won our um division championship, our even even our conference championship as well. And now we in the we in the we in the NCAA tournament, and then boom, we had three four players going to draft. That's money towards the school. That's money towards the coach. The coach is like the school looking at the coach like we need to keep him because he brings not only the kids here, he can bring um he brings a winning culture and they bring and it's just more revenue. You gotta it's like at the end of the day, you also gotta look at the business side of it and what is beneficial to not only the coach but the school and how else all of that is involved. And therefore, that's why it's like okay, they can make money, they can get here. I'm helping them, and that's why it's like. All right, and then sometimes you may need to build a system and you may adjust it every single system. And, like, there's even players, like, you brought up about Kentucky, about that. But if look at Darren Fox and, and Malik Monk. Malik Monk has said, man, I was, I'm really a mid-range shooter. Like, I really hoop in the mid-range. That's my game. He said I was a three-point shooter at Kentucky because that's what they told me to be. That's not a system to you? That's not, like, these are players coming out being like, I had to do this because this is what I was told. This And look, he got drafted high. He still went, he still went in a good, he still went first round. I think the lottery. He showed off all, yeah, they do turn in the first Case and Wallace, another one, the latest one, for example. Lottery pick, number 10. Yeah, and you, you make a lot of, you make a lot of good points, Kendrick. And trust me, bro, I, I agree with you, like, like damn near 100%. But it's just what something, you think, like, You're something right. back in my mind, like a rock, like, when it comes down to it, uh, when you're when if I'm a recruit and I'm just thinking about it like like if if it's just me in that position, like I could get all that stuff I'm getting in college. I'm modest education, of course, but the money, the exposure, but at the same time, I'm playing against NBA talent on an NBA floor. Like I'm playing on I'm, I'm like the three point line is a closer, so when I get to the league. There's not going to be an adjustment to the three-point line, even though half these guys shooting like five feet back. From the yeah, they, they ain't short. But, but still, we, 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 I, I see it every single year. Rookies mm-hmm. definitely struggle with it. A lot of rookies definitely struggle with it. And But minus, like, outside of all that, like, just the, the speed of the game and the physicality of the game and just, like, That's knowing true. where to be, certain stuff you learn by you just playing with pros. And I don't know. I don't know. Since that's just been introduced to me, I just always think about it from a standpoint of it's me, like coming out of high school or whatever. I'm four, three, four, five star, or whatever. And I got a choice. Like, I'm like, yo, I, I'm a, I want to challenge myself and I want to play with the grown men. I want to play with people that's been in the NBA and played on teams and stuff already. 
I want to be coached by guys that have either played in the league or or coached other guys before. Feel me? And not saying not saying college basketball teams don't have guys with that same experience themselves, but it's not. It doesn't run as deep. They don't have. They're not like rarely like actual NBA veterans or guys that played on that level before. So with that being said, before I toss off the call and wrap this episode up. Um, I'm gonna I'm gonna end off with this, uh, like a last question, like regarding this, and I wanna, cause I, I eventually like I actually wanted to ask y'all that, like put yourselves in that situation, put yourself coming out of high school in that situation, what you would do. But I feel like this hits home a little bit more. This y'all son, feel me? Say you got a son, and he missed a four or five star. He he's got a name for himself coming out like in high school or whatever, and um he's got he's got some he he got college he, he got college interest. He got he's getting some G League and OTE. And some overseas interest. Um, and uh, and say he like what seventeen, like like around junior year when like a lot of guys like mainly commit, a lot of guys really like make that decision as to what the like what the next step is. But put your guys in that position as far as it being your son, like a hypothetical son. What are y'all bearing him towards? What are y'all like? What are y'all saying to him? Like, what do you feel personally would be the best choice for him? And I, and I know it's kind of hard because we we don't got no kids, but <laughs> like, like that's something I think about too. Like, yo, if I like, if I have a son, he like, like by some type of miracle, able to be in this position, what would I be saying to? Him? Like, what would I like if he asked me, like, yo, like, what do you think I should do? Like, what do I tell him? Feel me? Like, what? what I, just so get it, I just, just want to get it from it, y'all guys' perspective. It's based on so many hypotheticals. Like, you know, is a son hypothetically, you know. It's it's so much to it, but man, that's tough. Uh, I'd have to see based on the son's abilities. I mean, yeah. like, you, like, is he a four star? Is he a three? Okay, star? let's say let let let's let's just let's make it clear cut. How about how about we make it real simple? Your okay. son, five star talent. Uh-huh. Five, like he he five star talent, and he's top ten ESPN rankings. Top ten. Let's, ES, say, let's like he's a point guard. Let's say he's a point guard. Uh, point guard. Point guard. Right. Five star. Top ten ESPN rankings. Player right now. All right, got he, he, he's, he's got offers from Duke, UCLA, Nova, like <laughs> everywhere. <laughs> like he, but at the same time, overseas teams he's here from Ignite, he's from here from OTE. Oh. But you and, and as somebody that's seen this stuff in action and seen like guys can come from all these routes, what you telling them? Like what you like what you telling me? From you know what? I'm not gonna lie. As much as I want to say my college team, I, I'm, I'm gonna say really Ignite. I feel like, I feel like with them, like you say, you you you're playing NBA talent. I mean, you you're playing guys in college that'll be doctors, maybe potential, <laughs> you know, accountants. You 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 telling me you telling me that there's 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 five players on that team that's gonna be accountants, bro? Be like Brown. Oh, they gonna be like they gonna be like Calipari's son, and he he gonna be like an assistant, like like gym hey, manager stuff like that. They might like, just do that. They might like, like, like they gonna find you something. Like you, you gonna Calipari will help you. At Tyler Eulis right now is an assistant coach. Rajon Rondo was actually yep. gonna be an assistant coach, but he had an AAU team, and and that's for some reason still against the rules. So like they, he can't really do that unless he abandoned it. Because that, so. that plays in probably recruiting and all that and favoritism and yeah, right. you mean, I feel like that that's the whole recruiting issue that's probably like a right. lot to unfold. Right. So but yeah, he helps his guys though. As you can see though. So it's not like he's gonna leave you dirty. So I feel like but when you're playing guys who played in the league, battle tested, some of these guys went to the playoffs. They had playoff seasons with some of the squads. 
you know, ended up still journeying, you know, to still playing basketball. Like, you can't beat that against a guy, you know, he's probably not going to pick up basketball after he graduates. Right. Yeah, he'll, probably, he'll probably play with his, his friends and locally, you know, here and there, but, you know. Or he'll go overseas, you know, pick up an overseas contract. But you, you would want him playing against pros nonetheless. Nonetheless. Okay. And then, and then college-wise, Kentucky. And that's depending who Coach Cal brings in that class. Gotcha. Oh, that's even if Coach Cal is even coaching at that time. Jesus. <laughs> Why, bro? Why are you so desperate? What if you want to go to? What if you want to go to like? What if we go, want to come to Syracuse, bro? Like, why he got he, to go to Kentucky? He's like, disowning him. He's disowning him. He's like, <laughs> you're not my son. You're not my son no more. You said anything but Kentucky. You're not my son no more, bro. You're done. You're cut off. You better. Nah, get a low key, I'd be the same way though. You don't want to go to what? Say no more. But it's like, but it's like, no, because <laughs> I told. Our coaches are right there, so it's like I don't really, you know what I'm saying? Like, oh, uh, you know, yeah, I don't no, know. I feel it. At that point, I would say, son, choose your gut. Go with your gut feeling. You know, I'll be with them on the through visits. See how they talk. What's the game plan? Obviously, sure. you know, obviously, you want your child to get the most, not the most minutes, but just know he's able. He'll be able to get a chance to at least, you know, show some of his abilities at least. So you know. Uh, but man, yeah, campaign, Jim, like that's what I realized too. Kyrie to end it off. A lot of the coaches are kind of retiring from them just because of the NIL. They feel like it's yeah. too much. It's, it's just too much Jay, uncertainty. Jay Wright, one of them too. He, he yeah, Jay Wright, he's he's, and that. he won, and he really had a team. He's gonna compete for another title. He just say, yo, I like. I'm but the coach can't win more this year. Yo, imagine yeah. what he would have done with him. I feel like he, yo, that's crazy. But um, Kendrick, let me get your answer real quick. I'll give y'all mine. Then I'll swing, I'll swing it to Colin to wrap it up. Oh, I mean, I'm going to leave him towards college for sure. Because, okay. because I mean, okay, let's say he goes to a highly touted power five school for basketball. I mean, look, at the end of the day, you going into the NBA. You, you, you really, you really think you're going to be him? Like, let's. I mean, if you go like if you go top three, then that must be a reason why one they have a top three pick, and two you're going top three. You were supposed to be that differentiator to really come in and put the team together and be like, this is you're a corner piece, you're a cornerstone. You feel me? So, um, yeah, because one you're going to get put into a system when you get to the league. Like, let's be for real. How like let's like. Like, let's be real. How many players in the NBA actually have free reign? You can count on your head how many players actually have free reign. Like, okay. I'm just being serious. Right. Like, we could, we could really, if you really want to, I mean, because look, how many, how many superstars are actually in the NBA? And then you can count okay. however many superstars are in the NBA. That's how many people have free reign on their team to do whatever they wow. want and be like, okay. I'm thinking so, of some names okay. like Ron. That's James, a crazy. That's a crazy. Lamello, you got Lamello. Ron Curry, Giannis, yeah. Joel, Jokic. Like, come on, Luca. Like, these are these are high talent names where they like you the cornerstone. You the you literally the found you you the one you you want you twenty five percent of the foundation right there. You twenty five percent of our foundation. Yes, we're gonna build. Yes, we're gonna put a system around you. Yes, we're gonna do that. But they're already gonna be a. I feel like college they put you in that knowledge to being like, okay, you're aware that systems are a thing, and you gotta and you adapt. Whether you are the system or who's, it depends on who's the coach. But you know, Kendra, you did change my perspective though. Like I'm not gonna say you. You definitely shifted my perspective. 
Because I will say, like, you know what? That's true. I just want his kids to go to Kentucky, bro. That's all it is. He just wants his kids to go to Kentucky. <laughs> he said, if it's not college married, then you might as well go straight to the league. We got to bring back out of straight out of high school drafted. He's coming straight out of high school, bro. I ain't doing that. If it's not I don't even care. I just don't want him going to Temple. He can go to any other school but talk Temple. Bro, if he's a five-star, he's not going there. Stop it. He said, I'm putting the city on my back. He said, I'm putting the city on my back. Trust me. Bro, I they still want to come to watch you. Bro, they, 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 they so far gone from some type of greatness, dog. They, they still want to even show up in San Antonio. <laughs> oh, all right, listen. But uh, so, so Collins, he leaving Knights slash Kentucky. Yeah, Kendrick, <laughs> Kentucky. Is college, Kendrick is the college hoop throughout. And I, and I agree with both of y'all. I, I like the point that all y'all made. But for me personally, I know the first thing I'm going to say is go wherever you feel like puts you in the best position to display your talents to get drafted. Wherever you were, whether it's college, whether it's G League, wherever, overseas, wherever. But me personally, like I, I mentioned before, like many might might uh, assume, I'm kind of leaning towards like the G League route. If I were to have some type of say, or if I were to like just have to give my opinion, I'd be like, yo, I, I just personally think the G League the better route. Playing against pros, you coach, you're getting coached up like um, from pros, and you're just Every learning how floors, to practice. The floor spaces. What you said too. That's another key part. You're right in these guys' backyards. These guys gotta watch these G League team games anyway, because there's other guys on their teams that they that that they gotta watch or that they they keep an eye on. You just might happen to be playing uh say in what, front of a potential when you see the Bulls one day and you have a great game against them and they not even watching them. They are not, not even watching those squad no more. They eyes on you like oh this at our high school he's like nice. And so you just got that microscope on you. And and I'll, I'll concur to this, though. It's never, I'm, for right now, it's never going to be as big as a college microscope because that's just what everybody's used to looking at. That's what just everybody's used to watching year in and year out, watching March Madness and seeing who's going to be the, the top pick coming out of there. But as far as having, like, actual NBA scouts and actual NBA personnel, like, just always in your back, like, always in your backyard, always watching you, always keeping tabs on you, and you having those connections through your guys on your team, through that person on your team, bro, you got to go there. You got to go there. And in Scoot's case, Scoot stayed there for two years. You don't got to be one and done and go out. You don't got to be like Jalen Green or Kaminga and one and done and go out of there. You just said Scoot was there for two years. So I, that that's just me. That's just what I would – but at the, at the end of the day, I would have to say go wherever the better opportunity. Because that's what all it comes down to. Whoever's going to give you the best opportunity – Whoever you feel like, when it's all said and done, is going to have you be the highest draft pick you think you could be. You got to go right. there. All right. But that's, that's cool. what I got to say about it, Colin. I'll swing it back to you, bro. Thanks for letting me host this episode and and have yeah. this topic out there. This is tough. This is tough as episode, y'all. Tough as episode, indeed. I'm gonna edit that out because that's how phenomenal this episode is. Shout out to Shout out for you, Kyrie, hosting this episode, uh, man. I enjoy it. I know everyone who's going to listen to this and enjoy it as much as uh, we enjoyed recording this. And that concludes episode 122 of the Restricted Zone podcast. Definitely want to give a big shout out to these guys right here. Love these guys. They've always been phenomenal. And give a happy birthday to Kendrick. You know, he's getting wiser. He's getting wiser on us, man, being older. So, you know. 
the guys all, you know, we're all getting older. So, uh, you know, and thanks a lot, man, for coming on the show. Uh, you can definitely check us out. What you say, Kendrick? One more thing. Make sure you like, comment, subscribe, share. Listen, make sure you really comment because, listen, and drop topics as well. We are always open to topics. Absolutely. We're always open to comments. We, we'll, we'll start integrating more comments and more things on here if y'all you know y'all do that because listen everyone got an opinion we want to hear it we want to know what y'all thoughts are because you might open us you might open us to something that we ain't even think about or ain't even know about so make sure y'all doing that make sure y'all share with your friends so they can share it to a friend to a friend to a friend absolutely thanks, thanks. thank you that was definitely well delivered and on that note you can follow us on instagram at the street is on pod you can follow these guys here and everyone else on the crew individually. The link will be inside the description to the Instagram account. Also, like Kenzie said, subscribe. Leave a like and comment. Definitely. Uh, you know, tell us what topics you want to cover. We'll definitely do that. We'll obviously put some posts up, put more questioning up posts on Instagram to see, you know, what type of episode you guys have in mind for us to do. So we'll definitely start doing that in the future. We're on the lookout. We're definitely having the baseball episode. Kendrick was on it. Uh, our first ever baseball episode, man. Listen, this guy's been on the roll, hard working, birthday up, so he, he's got to relax. And so is Kyrie, been working on it. So, listen, man, our first baseball episode, yeah, man, we're, we're, we're touching the sports, man. We're talking baseball, football, basketball, and, uh, you know, college basketball as well, also college football. So, we're touching on sports. We're showing her how diverse we are, so definitely check it out. Be on the lookout. It'll be up within the next upcoming days, as long as this episode is well. So that says, thanks a lot. Hopefully you enjoyed this recording as much as we enjoyed this. Shout out to you guys for, you know, supporting us. We really appreciate it. And you can stream us, subscribe, leave a like and comment, and we stay notified. Thank you.